I'm Destin Harrison, along with Megan Frisbee, and you're listening to the Gig Salad Green Room Interviews. Today's guest is almost unrecognizable from his younger self. When Aaron Schwartz began his career, he was cast in leading roles in family films like Heavyweights and Mighty Ducks. After a brief hiatus from acting and several appearances in dramas like Guiding Light and Gossip Girl, Aaron is back on the big screen in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And we won't lie to you, he's grown up to be a serious heartbreaker. So we are here with Aaron Schwartz. Aaron, how are you doing? Good, how are you doing? Doing well, thanks. Thanks for having me. It's your first time in Springfield? First time in Springfield. Springfield, Missouri. I've been in Springfield, Ohio. My mom's from Springfield, Ohio. You know, I read somewhere Springfield is actually the most common city name in America. Yeah. I, when I said I'm going to Springfield to a friend, they were like, oh, where the Simpsons are from. I'm like, I think that's the other 50,000 Springfields. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. actually a, do you remember the contest when the Simpsons movie came out and all the Springfields in the nation like competed to have it hosted in their Springfield? Really? Which one won? Great. I can't remember. I know we lost. So far, this is my favorite Springfield. That I've been to. Thank you. We <laughs> are sure. pretty great. I've been to one other one, so it's not, you only have a 50-50 chance there. So oh, shoot, I know. <laughs> and <laughs> best of two, I guess. Best of not. two. You guys won. You guys won that one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll take it. So tell us your story. Let's start there. Um, started when I was six years old. I saw my brother in a play, and I was astonished. I was like, "I need to do this." You know, I, I just loved it, and it was not. You know, I didn't have a stage mother who would, you know, who pushed me into it to make money or to fulfill their dreams. It was more like she was like, "Do whatever you want to do." And uh, my mom and my dad were both really just like, "Whatever you got to do, just do it." And so I um, went to a little theater and dance group when I was six. Booked that out of nowhere. Um, and then just kept on going. I, I was like, I had, I had a lot of drive. I had, you know, I had, when I was seven years old, I remember like being like, I'm not going to stop. I'm just going to keep on going and going. So, yeah. And then when I was 10, I booked, uh, the mighty ducks. Um, and when I was 13, I booked heavyweights and just did a bunch of TV shows in between and commercials and kept on, kept on working. I wanted to, I wanted to be a, an action star. I still kind of want to be an action star, but I, when I was a kid, I was like, I'm going to be like an action star. And I loved Batman at the time. And I saw uh, Anthony LaPaglia. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Maybe the G is silent. But Anthony LaPaglia and Michael Keaton uh, filming One Good Cop. And I went up to them and I was like in the middle, like after they finished shooting like one scene, I jumped up in front of both of them. And I was like, how do, how do I uh, – how do I, how do I do this? Like, I want to do this. And like, literally Michael Keaton and Anthony LaPaglia sat me down and like wrote out a list for me on like the steps I had to take to get to that level. And I literally like, like l- they just like put it all out on a piece of paper and I followed it. Oh and, my gosh. And, That's so yeah. cool. Do you still have that? I down? don't, but I saw Michael Keaton. Uh, there was a time where it was in between, like if I'm not, actors a lot of times you'll be a bartender or a server or you'll find some kind of job that you can audition during the day and then work at night so i was bartending at a place and i saw michael keaton walk in and i i go up to him and i'm like by the way i want you to know like you helped me with like getting into this business and like i told him the whole story and he remembered it and it was like this very cool nostalgic moment so i don't have the piece of paper but i have that memory what kind of drink does michael keaton order i feel like he's probably a Wine, red wine. Really? Wow. I would, he drinks really good. good red wine. I would guess like highball or something. I would guess a highball too, but I, I, I yeah, sophisticated either way. 
I also have bartended and served, and I feel like it's sort of you learn a lot about people. Oh, yeah. Do you think that that has helped you in your acting? Tenfold. Tenfold. I mean, I feel like my confidence level has, I think, you know, practice makes perfect. I believe in like the whole like um, Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hour rule. Um, and I think that helped me. I think even if you're not acting on set or you're not performing on set, you are, you know, in life, you're performing every time you talk to somebody. You have to, you know, you're always controlling which how you're saying things and, you know, when to smile and not to smile. And even though it's like, you know, you're not, you're trying to be natural, you're never 100% natural when you're social. And I feel like when you do that so much, it creates like you're able to control, uh, you know, certain things that, you know, keep you help. I think acting is staying in the moment, like being able to be, connect to somebody and you're able to like, keep yourself connected longer when you've done that for a long period of time. I always feel like every person should work in the service industry at, at some point. It's true. Absolutely. hundred <laughs> percent. I think that's more for, um, for just not being a jerk in life. Yes. You know, like <laughs> I feel like it, restaurant etiquette is a key to everything. When you go out to eat, mm -hmm. like if I'm on a date and the girl's really rude to the server. Oh. I, I don't care how cute she is, how nice she is to me. It's like absolutely done because game <laughs> yeah. over. Yeah. At Gig Salad, we want to help you create unforgettable moments, like that time when Lily from Philadelphia hired a petting zoo to help her get through finals week. Because nothing cures stress like a cuddly duckling. Visit gigsalad.com to learn more. You're listening to the Gig Salad Green Room Interviews. So tell me about La Bamba. Oh, see, I didn't get into that. That's funny. You know where I'm going with this? Yeah. All okay. Right. So I told you about the story about how I uh, started as a kid. Uh-huh. Um, I started with La Bamba. So I would, I would, I was obsessed with the Lou Diamond and Phillips film, La Bamba, I was obsessed with it. And then I found a best friend in kindergarten who, his name was Richie, and he played guitar. I don't know if, I couldn't, I don't remember, but he had a guitar with him all the time, a little mini, like, guitar. And he would run around and sing La Bamba, and he was Spanish, so he understood, he knew how to speak the language and <laughs> sang the song. And I'm sure I, you know, bastardized it somehow and did not say it properly, but... I said it well enough that I memorized the whole song of La Bamba when I was six years old. And then the first time I decided to go for when I was saying that I, when I was a little kid, I wanted to act. I went to my first audition and they asked me to do a scene or do a monologue and sing a song. And I knew exactly what I was going to sing. So I went over there and I sang La Bamba at six years old. And that's what jump-started this career. I think, I think La Bamba <laughs> got me my career. So La Bamba led to... Mighty Ducks? La Bamba. Indirectly. Not directly, but yeah, I guess it did. I mean, it led to me thinking that I could, as a, I mean, it's so weird to look back and like say things like me thinking I could do this as a career when I'm six years old, but I guess La Bamba brought me to the Ducks. So have you ever heard if someone asks you on the job, do you know how to do this? You always say yes and then figure it out later. Yep. So you did that with ice skating, we, yep. right? Yep. So tell us about that a little bit. Um, they all of us did it. Okay. I think like the majority of us when we found out. Yeah. Uh, they asked us if we knew how to skate and knew how to play hockey is like the whole, the, the, 
the uh, breakdowns, which is like the sheet that all the managers and agents get to like submit their clients for certain things, said, you know, so-and-so age, whatever, can skate uh, to almost a professional level. But I mean, like, honestly, they also wanted people who knew how to act and they wanted, you know, and they did a world, I don't know, a nationwide search. And they ended up finding a whole bunch of kids who just lied about ice skating and they had no idea. And so we all showed up and they were like, they were going to film within a week of us getting there. They're going to start production and they had to hold production for a month. Oh, wow. For us to learn how to ice skate. So they had a whole, a month, uh, eight hours a day, five days a week, ice skating clinics. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Can you still ice skate? I can. Not as well. I rollerblade. So I started, that was the first time I rollerblade was in that movie too. There's a whole mall scene where we're all rollerblading. Mm-hmm. And um, that, I was like, this is easy. It's actually a little easier than oh, ice yeah, skating because sure. you're not going to bust your butt as badly. You <laughs> just, there's not ice under you. So I started doing that and I actually got sponsored for a little bit rollerblading doing like tricks and stuff. Cause I got into the, I got into when I became a teenager, I got into like grinding and doing rails and stuff like that. So yeah, nice. it was interesting. <laughs> it went from not being able to ice skate to, yeah, to doing tricks on my rollerblades. Did you guys have any injuries on the set of mighty ducks? Yes. Cause you have kids and slippery surfaces yes. and sharp things on your feet. Yes. I feel like that's a bad I don't know what insurance would have cost for that movie. I'm sure the insurance I, was pretty high. Ooh. Yeah. I immediately, when we first got there, they gave us flu shots because they were like, let's like nip everything in the bud <laughs> as soon as possible because there's a bunch of kids and they're surrounded by like ice and they're getting in hockey sticks. But surprisingly, not many injuries happened. Uh, I was the cause of one injury. Uh, JD Daniels, who played, uh, Pete, I think his name was Pete. Uh, yeah, Pete. He's the little one who like fakes the heart attack. You know, mm-hmm. the little guy in the leather. Yeah. So yeah. I, JD, uh, we were practicing. It wasn't, it was before we even were, uh, filming. We were practicing how to, we had to throw a football back and forth while we're skating. It taught us how to like maneuver and how to, you know, hand eye coordination, all that. And we weren't wearing gloves and I ended up, uh, slipping. He ended up slipping and, and went under my skate and I almost chopped his whole pinky off. They had oh. to sew his pinky. Back oh. on. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Sorry, JD. Oh. Was Still he feel bad about that? Was he okay to act after that? Yeah. I mean, did they just It was it was it, I mean it was it was bad, but it wasn't it didn't go through the bone. It was just like a big chunk of skin that kind of came off and they had to <laughs> sew it back on. I could draw a diagram for you if you'd like to see it. <laughs> you know what? I'm good. <laughs> You're good? Thank okay. you though. Yeah, no Thank problem. you. The visuals. The fine. fact that I still remember it that clearly is, shows how terrifying it was. Yeah. That's pretty gnarly. Yeah. Especially at that age. Oh, yeah. What do you do? What was your reaction to, I just cut this guy's finger I off? freaked out. I freaked out. Understandably. Yeah. yeah. I was like, are they going to fire me? You know, <laughs> immediately I was like, are they going to fire me? No, but it was okay. Was I, he sore about it? I mean, no. not, not physically, but you know. Yeah, I'm sure physically he was very sore. I would, yeah. I would assume. Um, no, he was, he was fine. He was, yeah, he was actually quite a sport. Yeah. Good old JD. I'm just curious about we we recently worked with some children on set and I just was very admirable of the director with his patience with kids. Did oh, you God. you were mentioning how you were sort of a professional kid? Did you feel what I was, was a kid. Like? I was a kid. You I were? wasn't a professional. No, we were all we were all <laughs> bunch of brats. Yeah, yeah. I remember. I mean, I look back on it and go. Uh, I was fine. You know, I think to myself, I was fine. And I actually, when I just filmed the guardians, 
his name's um Rollins, they called him, and he's the key grip, which is the people who do the lighting. They do all like the they light the stuff and they like do all the mechanical work for lighting. Uh he was a very well known key grip and he was a key grip of heavyweights. And then he came up to me and I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe you're on this. It was the coolest thing in the world. Cause also I was like on a huge set and I'd felt so out of place. And I was like, Oh my God, how do I, I don't know anybody. And then like Chris Pratt's over there and like, I'm like, Oh God, you know? And then he was there to kind of like help anchor things down. But I did hear stories on the set of how bad I was. Oh no. <laughs> Not in like a bratty way, but more of like a, I'm a kid and I'm restless and I need attention all the time mm-hmm. way. Yeah. <laughs> it's your job as a kid. You know, if you don't, then you're not enjoying things. Exactly. You want you want a kid. You don't want somebody who's like, I'm an adult. Right? <laughs> you know, yeah. You want a kid. So they, what they were getting into. They got some kids. Yeah. Speaking of Chris Pratt, we interviewed Jay Jackson, who plays Perd Happily on Parks and Rec. Okay. Yeah. He was talking about working with Chris Pratt. Oh, God, he's a genius. Really? Genius. Everybody says he's genuinely one of the nicest people. Really nice. Really nice. Um, very, very serious. Like he's. He, I mean, he's not like. Not like scary serious, but he's very, you'd think he's a little more like goofy and kind of over the top, but he's very, when it comes to, when he's doing the scene, he's whatever he needs to be. But in life, he, when he's, you know, prepping for a scene, he's very serious and like methodical. And it's pretty awesome to, to witness that, to see, I've noticed with a lot of really good comedians or people who have really good timing, comic timing, that it's, you know, it takes a lot of intelligence and a lot of preparation to, it's, it, it have to have it, but it also, it's not just something that's like, oh, I'm just going to be, you know, they, they really like spend their time prepping and making sure that they, they have it down. And he's, yeah, he's one of the best. So Chris Pratt, if you're listening. Yeah. You're welcome to sit down with us. Yeah. I'd love to. Come on. Let's do it. Put so me like, to shame in an interview for sure. <laughs> guy, we'd like to guy. hear, we'd like to hear Chris Pratt's take on working with Aaron Schwartz. Well, he didn't actually work with me. I, I didn't, I can't go into detail exactly on what my role was or how I worked, but he did not work with me at all. But he was around the set when I was around. So I didn't get a chance to work with him, but I got to watch him work. He got to watch me work, which was not, I'm sure it was not him. He wasn't like, Oh, look at this guy. He's he great. Maybe a big fan. You don't Meh. know. He but probably he, had- he is phenomenal. He's amazing. So he just has a different choice every time. Yeah. It's pretty incredible to watch. I'll bet he has a, poster of you shirtless in his trailer he might <laughs> hanging I by ho- i hope bed. he does that would be amazing so speaking of which speaking of shirtless pictures of aaron oh god so <laughs> you went from hmm. the the kid from heavyweights yeah which is a movie about overweight children who go to essentially fat camp yeah you oh went, no a uh, fat camp yeah, you went sure. from that to like Soap opera hunk. Wow. Well, I'll take it. Okay. Um, that's my new, I'm going to put that now on all my like social media. So I'm going to put a uh, quote soap opera hunk and I'm going to quote you. I think we need it. a signed poster for the office. I don't know. I'm Ooh, just saying. There we hey. go. So tell me about how you did that though. Was it just time? Did you have like a really strict workout routine or what Com- happened? Cause- combination. Like now as I'm getting older and I'm in my mid thirties now and it's like, the body does not want to take a pizza and digest it. It wants to take a pizza and let it sit there, like right in the corner of your belly and just like sit there, you know? So it takes, it's work now. Definitely. I work at it, but, uh, it was a transition. It wasn't easy. It was just like, I think I kind of grew out of it a little bit. 
And then also I, I started working out. I like girls. I wanted to like start, you know, I wanted the girls to like me, you know, and I thought let's be, you know, let's, let's get skinny. <laughs> and I heard too, you broke your arm on heavyweights. On the set of heavyweights, right? What happened there? Um, I, you know what? I still get pains from it. Like I was working out the other day and it's still, my left arm is a lot weaker than my right from it. Um, I, so you hear that guys? I need some, uh, compensation for <laughs> my, workers comp. Yeah. Come <laughs> let's on. Let's go. Come on, Judd. Um, <laughs> you I can afford it. <laughs> yeah, Judd, come on. He's What's got going some cash sitting yeah, around. Some, yeah. Let's go. Um, <laughs> I, um, it was a food fight scene. There was a food fight scene and I, I slipped, um, and fractured like a little hairline fracture in my wrist and they had to work around it. They had to like take a removable cast and, and they had to like, it was luckily it was like near the tail end of the filming. So most of the pri like all the major stuff I needed to film was already done. And it was probably about maybe a month's worth of filming where I had to like take a removable cast off and. They had to shoot my arm out of one shot. Like, I remember that happening. But An old food fight injury. Old food fight injury. It's rough. It's, it's rough. It's Chickens, a rough chicken, yeah, chicken wings flying at your face. It's, yeah. Is that what did it? Chicken wings? No, but I remember, like, I think I had a bucket of wings and it just, like, flew in the air. <laughs> I, I, I saw it in slow motion. I was like, what's happening? And then after heavyweights, there was kind of a break. Right between heavyweights and guiding light, was that your next? Yeah, well, that was a big, that was a big. Rate. I did right. Pete and Pete after that. Um, did a bunch of commercials, did a lot of like did stovetop commercials and uh, Apple Jacks. I was in an Apple Jacks campaign for a while, but um, uh, yeah, Pete and Pete was probably like the tail end of of the like the regular stuff that I was doing. Uh, I, I was auditioning and I was getting very close, and then I ended up. I decided to leave. I just kind of wanted to just kind of just take a little bit of a break from the business. I was a teenager. Maybe I was restless. Maybe I was angsty. I'm not, you know, I don't know what did it, but I ended up going to visit my brother who was learning out in Israel, ended up uh, going to visit him and staying there for a couple of years and then got back and then juggled with staying in the business and not. And I decided to go into marketing and going and go into real estate. And I did uh, started with marketing and then I went into real estate and did that for a while and made pretty good money, but just did not it called me back in again. And when I was about 26, 27, I came back into it and got guiding light and then got gossip girl, which definitely put a new spin on things. So speaking of which your character on gossip girl. Yeah. Interesting. Right. Really thick Russian accent. Thick. He's like a slapsticky, like Don Knotts kind of character and he has a thick russian accent yeah. he's i read an article where they described him as the only good-hearted character on gossip girl they they needed the, the good it was me and dorota that we were the uh we were the, like the the moral compass of the show like they needed you know i feel like you know when you have a show that everybody's always you know they're cheating on each other they're you know they're, all these things are happening and they're just like they're you can look at them and go these are not good people but then you have like dorota and vanya who are this moral compass and then you're able to like kind of, and then they go like, there's a wedding. I remember seeing, I'm learning how to write now. So I'm seeing like what they did. I'm like, Oh, that's genius. There's a wedding scene where I am confessing my love to Dorota when we're getting married. And then Blair and Chuck are watching it. And they're like juxtapo juxtaposing the two of us, like what they want in their life and what we have in our life. And they're kind of like switching it on its head. So it's like the good, the yin and the yang kind of thing. So we were that, we were the yin is the good thing or the yang? The yin. Yin, yin sounds better. Yeah, yin? I think yeah. we were the yin. Yin it up. Yeah, yin it up. 
Do you have a dream role? Something that you've always wanted to play? Hmm. Yeah. You know, I don't know a dream role, but I would say something like, it's not very, you know, like actory of me to want this, but like Tom Cruise's Mission Impossible roles or all the Ocean's Eleven movies or, you know, the Jason Bourne movies, those kind of movies are like, those are my dream. Like I just, I think the acting, maybe my acting chops would not be like put to work, but I would have a lot of fun doing them. Still want to be an action star. I still want to be an action star. Do you do martial arts or anything like that? I did Brazilian jiu-jitsu for like six years. Oh, so, awesome. But it doesn't look, it just looks like wrestling, yeah. but like it's effective. So, I mean, for movies, probably not so much. I can't like high kick or anything, but you know, I can wrestle somebody to the ground and put them to sleep. But if there's a rollerblading chase scene. Yep. Rollerblading slash arm bar scene. I'm there. He's your I guy. I can armbar you Aaron's and grind at the same time. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. That's going to be our pickup line when we go. <laughs> we go bar hopping. That's it. Be like, hey, you know what this guy can do? He can rollerblade and submit you. It's amazing. <laughs> at the same time. You can take that however you want. <laughs> I don't know what that means. But. So tell us about Guardians of the Galaxy. I know this is probably partly under NDA. Oh, it's like 99% under. Mostly under NDA. So. Yeah. Uh, Let's do this. I will recite what I got off of IMDb, okay. and you can either confirm or deny. Or neither. Or neither. I could just s- smile. Or, there we go. <laughs> yeah. There we go. All right. So, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yes. You were cast in I Guardians cast. of the Galaxy 2. Confirm? Confirm. Confirm. Um, according to IMDb, you were playing... So, Kurt Russell was playing Ego. It says you were playing young Ego. Can you expound on that or confirm or deny? Neither. Neither. All right. Maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. Just go see the movie. Did you have fun? Go see the movie. Go see the movie. Yeah. You had fun shooting it? I had a blast shooting it. Can you tell us the favorite part? Favorite part on set? Um, Meeting all these people. They were just phenomenal. And James Gunn is probably one of my favorite people to work with. As we wrap up here, can you tell us one thing that you wish that you knew whenever you were first starting your career or one piece of advice that you could give to somebody who's trying to get where you are right now? Well, with the acting business, I feel like a little, there's a lot of people getting into this business, uh, thinking it's kind of like, it's like a vacation or like, it's like a work vacation. Like you're working, but it's not as hard as going into an office or not, you know, and it's like when you're an actor, you're your own boss in a way, like you really have to create your own work and, you know, and it's very, it's saturated and it's a hustle. And I feel like you have to live, eat, breathe the business to, to even have a chance to succeed. So I think people need to know that it's just not like a cakewalk. People show up and get discovered and then they're all of a sudden they're on, you know, on TV. It's like, it's a, it's, it's, you have to have somewhat of an obsession with this business to succeed, I think. Aaron Schwartz, it's been great having you with us. It's been great. Thank you for having me. You can find Aaron on both Instagram and Twitter at AaronSchwartz11. Also, be sure to check out Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, which is in theaters right now. And if you'd like to hear more interviews like this one, be sure to follow the Gig Salad Green Room interviews on SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, or the Gig Salad community blog. And as always, be sure to visit gigsalad.com to find out how we can help you book something awesome. For everyone here in the Gig Salad Green Room, I'm Destin Harrison. Thanks for listening.